happy Mother's Day, Crossing family. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed that video saying happy Mother's Day to so many moms. If you didn't get to see your video in its entirety, you can go to wearecrossing.com slash mom to view all of the videos that were sent in for us. Um, we just, we couldn't show them all. It would take up the whole service. And it's because moms are so precious and valued and we all want to express our appreciation to you. Um, I also want to let you know that normally we have baby dedications on Mother's Day weekend. And so we will be scheduling those for the later in the summer and then again in the fall. So don't worry if you have little ones that you haven't dedicated yet, we will get that taken care of later this year. And I'd like to also just say a quick Happy Mother's Day to my mom, Peggy, and Greg's mom, Tanya. They're both in Oklahoma, and my stepmom, Rebecca, in Texas, because we wouldn't be who we are and where we are without you. So thank you. We love you, and we pray that you have a really blessed Mother's Day today. And then I also would like to just acknowledge that many of you watching could be experiencing sadness on this weekend because so many people have experienced loss. Whether you've lost your own mom or a child, a baby, maybe a miscarriage, or if you've had such a heart's desire to be a mom and you've yet to conceive, I want you to know that God loves you so much. He is with you. He is for you. And he is continually always working on your behalf so you can rest in knowing that he loves you and he has great plans for you and he's with you through these difficult times. If you, if you wouldn't mind joining me, I'd really like to pray for those who are hurting right now so that we can all open our hearts and, and minds and be prepared to hear the message. Father, I thank you. I thank you for every person represented on the other side of this stream. And I pray especially for those whose hearts are hurting, that Mother's Day brings a sadness or a grieving. And I thank you that you're present with us when we grieve. I thank you that you're present with us when we go through difficulties and trials. And I thank you, Father, that you have such great plans for us. Um, I pray, Father, now that you bless this message, that it goes out and does not return void, Lord Jesus, that you make me disappear and you fill me up and overflow to everyone that's viewing this weekend. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I've certainly found over the last several weeks getting to speak with Greg, I was reminded what a difficult task this is. So I want to say thank you to Pastor Jeff and Pastor Stephen for their messages this past weekend. And um, then I want to really, really appreciate my husband because he does this week in and week out pouring himself out on the weekends, giving us messages that change our lives and challenge us. And then the very next week, days later, having to sit, hear from the Lord again, receive another message, study, plan, pray, and do it again. And it is not easy. And so I just want to really express my appreciation to him, how proud I am of him and what a great job he does. And then also let you in on a little secret, Tuesday is his birthday. So that's just my own little side note for that. Um, and now we can get going into the message. Well, we know that being a mother is not easy. And I found a few memes that I think are a pretty good representation, at least of how I feel some of the times. So this first one, <laughs> how true is that? Oh my goodness, my, my boys especially, Greg and Zeke, they can't find anything 
But I will say just the other day, I couldn't find something and Greg found it. So, you know, we marked that one on the calendar because that was a big deal. <laughs> oh gosh, my family, why do they always want to eat? And I'm the mom. I'm the one that's supposed to be making the food. And then this last one is my, it's my favorite because you see how many jobs moms do. I just think, I don't know what that little wizard lady there is on the end. So if I could draw, I would have replaced her with Wonder Woman because then I think we've covered all the bases. <laughs> oh, well, as I prayed and sought the Lord for what he wanted me to say this weekend, because I do not take this lightly, I felt like he gave us two encouragements, one specifically for moms and one for everyone. So even if you're not a mom, hang in there because this is for you as well. Um, I'd like to just take a second first to applaud you because COVID-19 has been no joke. We have all been disoriented. I like to use the word discombobulated, but it has truly turned everything in our life upside down. We're not doing anything the same. We're not working the same. Students are not going to school the same. We're not getting to do recreation the same that we have before. And everything has changed and it has really turned us upside down. And when I think about those of you at home that I have been praying for, I think about moms who intentionally were not homeschooling their children. <laughs> we do that on purpose, that we don't homeschool, and now we are. But then I think about homeschool moms, like you guys have already got it going on with the homeschooling, but it still has messed up your system because you're not going to your co-op classes, you're not meeting with your regular groups. None of us are getting the socialization that we desire, especially those of us that are extroverts. And then I think, oh my goodness, I think about you moms out there that are trying to work full-time from home and then still caring for little ones, babies and toddlers and preschoolers that can't just sit and do schoolwork for three or four hours like our eighth grader can. Hebrews 4.18 tells us that we are able to approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. And that is what I have been praying for you. Now, one thing is for sure, even if you feel like you've made a pretty smooth transition through this pandemic, you've still made mistakes. I've still made mistakes in my parenting. And unfortunately, none of us are exempt. No parent is perfect and we all make mistakes. But I will tell you, I tried my hardest to be perfect when I was a new mom and really caused myself an awful lot of stress. Like it truly, I say all the time, it is a miracle our children have turned out as well as they have or that they even survived for that matter because I tried so hard to be perfect. But the Lord used it to teach me something so important and that's our first encouragement. And it's this, I will never be a perfect mother, but I am the perfect mother for my children. So sisters out there, you will never be a perfect mother, but you are the perfect mother for your children. I think we need to say that together. So just say it with me and say it in first person. I will never be a perfect mother, but I am the perfect mother for my children. That is what is true. And when I say I tried to be perfect, listen, I am not kidding. I, before Tori was born, I took parenting classes. I'd read books. I interviewed other parents. I was trying to figure out everything ahead of time. 
I wanted to make sure I was always prepared. I always had the right answer. And all I did was stress myself out. And what's sad is I even had moments where I like missed those special encounters of the emotional connection. Like when you think about when they're little and they're making these new discoveries, we're getting to do this with our grandson Xander now when they figure out something new and you just have this little connection, you see their little brain working so hard and you have this great emotional connection with them. I really missed out on some of those things early on because I spent so much time trying to like control the environment and the situation and what was taking place that I kind of missed some of those connections. And then of course I would spend hours just torturing myself with condemnation and shame because I wanted to get it right so, so badly. But the truth is we're not supposed to perform and we're not going to be able to be perfect, but God perfects us along the way through his love as we love our children and as we love our spouses and as we love one another. First John 4.18 says that perfect love casts out fear. And in 1 Corinthians 13, it teaches us the value of love. It says that if we don't have love, nothing else in life matters at all. And love isn't a list of do's or don'ts. It's all about presence, the presence of God. So we can try to perform perfectly or we can choose to be in the presence of God. And then once we've done that, we can connect with our children. We can join our children. We can even minister to our children out of the overflow that we get from spending time with him. And then encouragement number two is we will get through this. God said, you will get through this. This pandemic has not been easy. And I'm sure over the past eight weeks, you have felt a a loss of control, some form of loss of control, but that's completely understandable because this is a worldwide pandemic and we have absolutely no control over that. But the one thing that we can control is our attitude. You've heard it said, attitude is everything. We get to choose how we're going to approach each day. Attitude isn't a feeling. It really is a choice and a decision. And if we don't choose to have a good attitude, then without even trying, we will surrender our hearts, our souls, and our minds to a bad attitude. And if we carry a bad attitude, it just spoils everything. It can spoil our entire day. It can keep us from experiencing any joy at all. Even as we're coming toward the end of stay home orders and businesses opening and all those things, we could be missing out on the joy and the connections with our kids if we have a bad attitude. Self-pity, negativity, focusing on and only speaking what's wrong instead of focusing on what's right will definitely hold all of us back. Um, If you've heard of Joyce Meyer, she is a Bible teacher. She has written probably a hundred books. She's amazing. And I heard her say one time that any time spent in self-pity is absolute waste of time and energy. And I immediately had to repent because I'm guilty. I am guilty of spending time wallowing in self-pity and thinking about my circumstances instead of choosing to have a positive attitude. Let's look together at James chapter one, verse two through four. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking 
anything. So if you just look at that, consider it pure joy. That is choosing a positive attitude. And then it says, whenever we face trials, which means we are going to face trials. And I would say that a worldwide pandemic counts as one. (laughs) But the reason that we go through those and we want to continue to have and choose a good attitude is because we develop perseverance. And perseverance leads to maturity. The synonyms for perseverance are persistence, tenacity, determination, and resolve, staying power, patience, endurance, diligence, dedication, commitment, steadfastness, and stamina. I want perseverance in my life because this life is not a sprint. It is a long race. And I want perseverance to be able to finish the race that God has put in front of me. And I want to become fully mature because this I know, we impart what we possess to our children. So if I am an example, if I impart, I can impart maturity, I can impart perseverance to my children when that is who I am and how I live. And I know that that is what you want for you as well. God has provided so many accounts of people in the Bible, giving us examples of having a positive attitude, no matter what the circumstances. And I thought we would just look at a few of those today. So we're going to start in the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 30 through 50 is the life of Joseph. And I'll just give you a quick synopsis instead of reading all of that to you today. But Joseph was despised by his brothers. They sold him into slavery and he was moved far away from home. I don't, I don't know if it was just a faraway city or country or I'm not sure. I didn't study that part, but um, he was moved far from his home and became a slave to Potiphar. Now he chose to have a positive attitude and no matter what task he was given, he did it with such a good attitude and such good effort that Potiphar noticed him and actually put him in charge of all his household and all of the other slaves. But then later, Potiphar's wife accuses Joseph of something that he did not do. And back then, you were, you were not innocent until proven guilty. You were actually guilty until proven innocent. So Joseph was thrown into prison and prison back then, I can't even fathom. But anyway, he was thrown into prison and for two years he was in prison. But again, he chose to have a positive attitude. And because of that, whatever tasks he was given, he did with integrity and hard work. And then the warden of the prison noticed him and put him in charge of all of the prisoners, which is amazing. And it was all because Joseph maintained such a positive attitude. And if you aren't familiar with the story, I encourage you to go back to and read it. And even if you don't have children, DreamWorks put out a movie, Joseph, the King of Dreams, and it is so good. So I encourage you to go watch that. That would be a great family thing to do on Mother's Day. It's one of my favorite mu- movies and the music is so good in it. Um, the second example I wanted to give is from the New Testament. And this is Paul and Silas. They were... Uh, preaching the gospel, traveling around and telling people about Jesus and how to be saved. And the people turned against them. They attacked them. They beat them. They flogged them. They put them in jail. But it wasn't like being thrown in a prison cell or a jail cell where you just sit on your own. They were put in shackles. So now they're bleeding. They're bruised. They're in pain. Now they're tied up with shackles. They can't move and get comfortable. But guess what? 
they chose a positive attitude. And here in uh, Acts 16, 25 through 34, I'm going to go ahead and read these verses to us. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, "'Don't harm yourself. We are all here.'" The jailer called for the lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and said, sir, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in their houses were saved. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them, washed their wounds, and immediately he and his whole family were baptized. The jailer brought them to his house, set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family, all because Paul and Silas chose to maintain a positive attitude when their circumstances were terrible and they were experiencing pain. This whole family's life and all the prisoners too, I imagine, was changed. And finally, we can't consider the example of positivity without talking about Jesus because he came to earth as our redeemer. He came to earth knowing he was going to be the final and ultimate sacrifice for us so that we can live in eternity in heaven. And he chose to have a good attitude. And I feel like this is really from the Lord because he knew his purpose. He knew why he was here and he was willing to do that and and maintain a positive attitude and give himself wholly and fully to the cross for us. And we as moms, we are here on earth because God wants us to focus and raise our children to be the best kids they can possibly be, to be the best human beings they can possibly be. He wants us to fall in love with Jesus so much that our children fall in love with Jesus and their faith becomes their own. I know that I don't get it right all the time. And I know that you don't either, but it's okay because we can do this. We can get through this. We can choose to have a positive attitude. There was one morning I went to wake Zeke up for schooling at home. And the first thing he did when he rolled over was moaned, oh, I have to do school today. Well, I had gotten up that morning before him and had my quiet time. So if I had not done that, I probably would have just joined him in moaning about how hard everything is right now and how challenging everything is. But instead, I had been up early and spent time with the Lord. And because of that, there was an overflow of positive attitude. And I was able to say, listen, let's change your mind about this. There are some really good things we could talk about, like you would have been up two hours earlier if you had to go to the school building today. And you're going to get up and finish your work. You're going to be finished by lunchtime and have the rest of the afternoon to fish or ride your bike or play basketball. If you were in the school building, you'd be there till three o'clock. So those are good things. And we live in Florida and it's beautiful here. And we have so much to be thankful for. And it, it really helped him. He got up and got started on his schoolwork with a much better attitude. He finished faster than he would have anticipated. And so 
choosing to have a good attitude really can make a difference in what we do. So let's review. I will never be a perfect mother, but I know I am the perfect mother for my children. And I also know I get to choose my attitude no matter what my circumstance is. In Crossing Family, we are going to get through this and we are going to be stronger as individuals, as families, as a church, and as a nation. I believe that. I pray that you believe it too. Now, if you'd like some more encouragement in staying positive, choosing a positive attitude, we have what's called noon prayer services every Wednesday at noon. So a week and a half ago, there was a lady named Joyce Armfield who shared, it was on April 29th, and she talked about positive attitude, worship and praising, and She was so awesome. I really hope you'll go back and watch it. When she was finished talking, I went over and I said, you know, in this season of COVID-19 where the word contagious is bad and negative, I said, Joyce, you are so contagious with positivity and joy and fun. And I want to be contagious like that. So I challenge you, Crossing Family, let's be contagious for Jesus. Let's be contagious with positivity as we come out on the other side of this very long season of pandemic and staying home and all those things. Here at The Crossing, we never want a service to go by without giving you the opportunity to receive Jesus as your Savior. If you've never done that, if you've never made a decision to surrender your life to Him, I'd like to ask you to pray this prayer right now. Lord Jesus, I cannot do this on my own anymore. I cannot choose a positive attitude without you. Please come into my life. I receive your gift of salvation. And I thank you for the sacrifice you made for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer today, would you please take a moment, get your phone out, and there's a phone number on your screen, and just text the word Jesus to that phone number, and then we'll be able to reach out and help you. We want to join you. This is the greatest day of your life, the most important decision you could have ever made, and angels are singing your name right now, and you will spend eternity in heaven. And then just as we go, before we go, I just would like to pray for all the moms to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Lord Jesus, thank you for every mom represented today. I ask you fill their homes with joy today. I pray that you mend the wounds and hurts that exist, but that you bring life and laughter and fun and that moms will be able to be fully present with their children and children will be fully present with their moms on this special day. And we thank you and bless you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We look forward to seeing you next weekend.